Welcome to Around the Table. This is a special edition of the program hosted by three elders' wives. In their position, they have special insight into and visibility of how sisters use their unique gifts to build up the body of Christ. Have you ever been frustrated trying to find your purpose or using your spiritual gifts within the body of Christ? Did you know that a spiritual gift is a gift of grace given by God to every believer? I'm Mary Beth Lehman of our Wolcott, Indiana congregation, where my husband Greg serves as elder. I'm looking forward to sharing thoughts and learning more about women's gifts with two other sisters. I'll let them introduce themselves. Hello, I'm Lynn Wietrich, and I'm from the Indianapolis congregation. And I'm so excited that every believer has spiritual treasure to invest in Christ's kingdom, and God has uniquely made women with special intuition, perspective, and maternal instincts. Thanks for that, Lynn. I'm Kathy Souter from our church in Roanoke, Illinois, and um, I'm excited, too, to be able to talk about this topic today. And as we get started, let's look into what the Word says. It gives us some really good descriptions of the purpose and the goal in using our spiritual gifts. In Ephesians chapter 4, in verse 12, we're given the purpose of our gifts. For the perfecting or equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And then he goes on in the next verse, in verse 13, to give us the goal of using these gifts. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect or mature man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. What more of a goal do we want in life than to know Jesus and to grow in the fullness of Christ? That's what makes these gifts that we've been blessed with and using them such an exciting concept because of that goal, knowing Jesus and growing in His fullness. What's another scripture that's come to mind as you've thought about this? Lynn, do you have one? Yeah, Paul shares his analogy of the body of Christ to our body. And just in 1 Corinthians 12, 12, and just as the body is made up of many members or parts, so is our church body. And men and women are a vital and an equal part in this body of Christ. We need to recognize our gifts and be able to plug into this miraculous body. And that can be intimidating and confusing to figure out where we fit. Mary Beth, you've had some experience with this. Just share how what you have found helpful. Well, there are several different ways to identify on one's spiritual gifts. And I think the first and probably the strongest one is just our God-given passions. You know, we're all born with personalities, and then we as we grow and mature and become believers, we start using those, and we have the added um, grace from God. And so those pretty come pretty naturally. There's also spiritual gift assessments. And it was helpful to me when I was getting ready to do a Bible study with some young sisters and converts about spiritual gifts that I took the spiritual gifts survey that's found on the ACCFS website. And it helped me just identify and pinpoint more of what my gifts were. It was very relieving because there's areas that I struggle with, like in um, evangelism is not a real natural gift for me. So it was really encouraging to see that it was low on my inventory. And so not that I don't need to grow in that, 
but it helped me be more focused maybe and accepting of the gifts that I do have. Another way is other people's inputs. Other people often see us better than we see ourselves and can give us real positive inputs. So I don't know, Kathy, have you ever experienced this type of inputs from others? Yes. Of course, the people that know us well, our family, people we're close to can really give us insight into our gifts, I think. And recently we had an experience where um, with a group that we work with very closely in a calling with our minister team and wives, we um, kind of did a self-assessment of our gifts. We each individually wrote down two to three gifts that we felt that were being used in our calling in the ministry. And then the others in the group also wrote down a couple of gifts that they saw that we brought to the team, to the group. And it was so interesting to share that with each other and to try to come down to like two or three gifts that each of us brings specifically to the team. The amazing thing was the diversity of gifts. We were just impressed the way God has brought us together with gifts that span the spectrum. And then also, we're kind of more equipped now when something comes up or we have an opportunity, we can think about who would best be suited to do that responsibility. So I really encourage sisters, if you're working in a group within the body for some purpose that God has called you to or to fulfill a responsibility, it might be a good exercise to help you in um, what you're working through. I really like that, Kathy. That's that's good information. And just... Um... In Matthew 25, I love Jesus's parable, the talents. It's just, um, it helps us to know because he gives us that master invested spiritual treasure into all of them. One, he gave five talents, one, two, and the other just one, but he wanted us. And that's, it's just how we are as people. Some of us are given great gifts, leadership skills, and tremendous opportunities and others have average abilities and lead a life they consider ordinary. But the master in that parable and God in our lives just wants us to be faithful in what gifts he has given us. Mary Beth, how can we encourage others to freely use their gifts and talents? Oh, I think it's important to be aware of our gifts and then intentional in using them. And again, some of them just flow so naturally, we're not even thinking of it. I just think of the sisters and um, young women in, in our church and the different types of gifts that they share. One, we had a um, recently widowed sister and another single sister just quietly, and I'm sure it was intentional, but made herself available, sits with her in church, drives together to different church functions. And just stepped up to that. Um, we have sisters that are voted into Sunday school, so they're just put there. But then to see them using their gifts, one especially with music and getting enthusiasm in the children as they sing. Another is a therapist in the school system, and she has a gift of helping the preschoolers adjust and get used to sitting still and being attentive. And those that just share their love, many are gifted with hospitality and opening their homes for meals, for singings, for taking in people who don't have family for holidays, and just making their home an environment where others feel comfortable and safe. And from that, there can come conversation of encouragement and open sharing and vulnerability. And just, oh, I could just go on and on. So, <laughs> Lynn, why don't you share some that you see used? Yeah. 
Yeah. And I mean, just they're as varied as the members in our church, our sisters. But like we have a sister who's an accountant and she is our church treasure. And, you know, we have lots of talented sisters being used in in singing, organizing singers and in Sunday school and in our worship time. And we have an 80 plus sister. I just love this. She's learned how to text and she'll text our college kids messages of encouragement. And that's great. Yeah. Just so many different things. And because our city church lacks grandparents and other family around, we have implemented mentors now for some time. But sisters will team up with the young girls when they're in junior high, and sometimes they'll stay with them all the way through when they get married and have their bridal shower for them. And, and it's, it's just a real special bond. And um, a sister told me when we moved to Indy 30 plus years ago, God has placed us here in Indy for a reason to live life together. Mm. And it's just such an encouragement to me and to others to find our purpose. Kathy, how have um, sisters been using their gifts in Roanoke? Um, We have a mentoring program also similar to yours for the high school kids. Being a large church, we do it a little differently. Most of the kids get a new mentor every year, which has been able to um, develop more connections. And young people and old people have gotten to know each other better by having varied mentors rather than just one. In teaching, there's been a lot of teaching opportunities. Some sisters have led Bible studies with high school or junior high school girls. We have a hope group for junior high girls that's run by sisters. Um, Sisters have used their leadership skills in um, leading women's Bible study groups. We have um, people that, of course, sisters are constantly taking meals and stepping in when people need help. But we have sisters that organize those things online, so they're really easy to sign up for and access. Recently, we've had greeters at the door. We have a door that most of our older sisters use, come in and out of. And we have a sister that's a greeter and helps the ladies with their veils or get off their mm-hmm. coats or just get situated for the day. And that's been a really good thing. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really been a helpful thing, I think. And, you know, though, um, we've also found that we shouldn't limit ourselves to the gifts that we've identified. We have ladies' events three times a year in Roanoke. And we have women of Roanoke Church who speak for the for the other women. And sometimes when we ask someone to speak, actually quite often, they'll say, well, that's not really my gifting, or that's not really what I usually do. And some of them have even started out their talk saying, well, this is um, not my gift, but, and then the Spirit just takes over and goes on to equip them. And we have had wonderful, profound messages of truth and encouragement and testimonies. And it's just been good to see people step out of their box, maybe, or their comfort zone, and God equip them or maybe even begin to develop a new gift in them. So that's really been exciting, too. Hmm. So it's just been great to see the diversity of gifts being used together in the body. I like that with diversity. Um, I even think of Jesus and how he says in John 4 that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And here it is that saying true, one soweth and another reapeth. And then there's another place in the scripture that it says um, Paul has planted and Apollos has watered. And so we're all needed and necessary as part of this encouraging and helping build the kingdom of God. I was thinking again of some more examples, and we have a sister who is very truthful and is willing to 
to lead one into truth if there's maybe a misunderstanding or a conflict. And then this would probably be diverse, another sister who is just an encourager. And every time you leave visiting with her, you just feel encouraged, uplifted. She'll often stop in a conversation and say, well, let's pray about that. And we'll just pray right there. And just seeing those those diverse gifts. But I think with these diversities, sometimes we can start to compare ourselves. And Lynn, do you think that this is a challenge maybe more for women even? Oh, I, I think it's probably with all humans, but as women, we certainly struggle with it, thinking that we don't have the right gifts or over the years, like I've spoke to sisters that felt like they didn't fit into our AC culture. Uh, they felt like they weren't a good cook or they didn't know how to sew. But for instance, they loved photography. So then that sister took pictures for our photo album for church, you know, of the church families. And, you know, maybe it's art. We've had a lot of really talented people that help with our VBS crafts and different things. And so I think it's so important to just help everyone feel like they can Mm -hmm. fit in and have a place um, in the body because, and, and not to ever feel like theirs isn't as good as somebody else's Mm -hmm. to just be encouraging in that way. Yes. That can often be what the church is missing. You know, these gifts that maybe haven't been used so much in the past and are coming much more to the forefront now because we are just also necessary and needed. Exactly. Yeah. So Kathy, what do you, how do you talk about like the different seasons of life? Because sometimes in our lives, it's just not a good time to be able to input to the body of Christ. That is so true, Lynn. Um, Seasons of life are such a real thing. And I think it's easy as women to start feeling guilty. It's part of that comparison thing that you were talking about, Mary Beth, or just even inner conviction, feeling like we're not doing what we should be doing. But Mm. seasons of life are a real thing. Um, I think many of our gifts are going to stay consistent over our lives. They're just going to be used in different ways in different seasons. Like um, if you have the gift of nurturing and compassion, when you're young, you'll probably have more energy and be using it more actively, really reaching out and using those gifts. And then if you are into a season of being a young mom, those gifts are going to be focused more inwardly into your own family. And sometimes that can be really hard. You feel selfish and like you want to be reaching out more with those things, but the time will come. Eventually, faster than you think, you'll be an empty nester and be able to reach out again with those same gifts, just using them in a new and different way. And then in the later years, too, it's been a real blessing to watch sisters continue to use their gifts in prayer, being real prayer warriors, sending cards and notes, speaking words of encouragement, making bookmarks that encourage us spiritually. It just goes on and on. And so I think the seasons of life is a real thing and that we just can embrace them and do what God has called us to. And, you know, when we were talking about the different programs and the ways sisters use their gifts, a lot does happen that way. But I think there is there are countless things going on with people using their gifts that we're not even aware of. And it's just always a blessing to find out about someone serving someone in a way, using their gift to meet a need in the body that we weren't even aware of, and it could have been going on for years. So it's just great to see the way that God uses us all in the body. 
I think that's so true, Kathy. I think the um, best time being an elder's wife is when you hear those little stories of something that somebody did for somebody. That That is so true. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And I think of that mentoring and, you know, both of your churches have great mentoring set up and we don't have anything formal here in Wilkett at this point besides a marriage one, but it does happen organically too. And those are also good ways for it to happen. So if that's not something that is in um, someone's congregation, they should not hesitate to step forward into mentoring unofficially, but just being that person to mentor, to step in to someone else's life and encourage them and teach them. We're taught that in Titus uh, for women to teach the younger. And there's just so many opportunities for that. Kathy, when you were talking about seasons of life, it reminded me of the Proverbs 31 woman. And I think all of us can feel intimidated by that. But I really think that that was not just one season of her life. I believe that was over her lifetime, all her many gifts and things that she did. And um, there's no golden year out there that we need to continue to grow and mature and wait on serving. It's, it's an every day, every opportunity, every age to be serving. So do either of you have any other thoughts that you'd like to share before we close up? I did want to just make mention of we have just formed a church care committee made up of four sisters just to be more intentional and focused on reflecting God's love by providing practical and compassionate care to support our church family. And it's just it's kind of so people don't fall through the cracks and we are excited to start this. And so far, even just in the first couple months, it's been an encouragement and just to bring other sisters in to help with different things when we see what their gifts are. That's a great idea. Really a way of working together as a body and using mm-hmm. your gifts mm-hmm. to serve the needs. And I guess, too, I want to just bring it back to where we started from with the purpose of using our gifts to know Jesus and to grow into his fullness and to just function as a body, giving all glory to God with what he's blessed us with in the first place. In conclusion, we encourage sisters to be willing, aware, and intentional in using their gifts, not for any self-glory like Paul spoke about in Galatians, but using our gifts to be the hands and feet of Jesus, loving others and pointing all to Christ. Thanks for listening. We appreciate your interest and also welcome your comments. To share your feedback or episode ideas, go to the settings menu in AC Central, select User Feedback, and when the web page opens, click the Feedback on Around the Table link. Around the Table is a production of Onward Media, a communications ministry of the Apostolic Christian Church.